Hello and welcome to the Thought Leader Podcast. I'm Jeff Heisner, video journalist and digital media director for the Michigan District. And today we're joined by Zach Zender, a pastor in Omaha, Nebraska at King of Kings. And obviously that Zender name is very familiar to a lot of folks in the Michigan District. There's obviously the Zenders in the holy city of Frankenmuth. And, and there's some relation there, right? Oh, it's it's distant. So I, I guess what I've heard at least is that it was my my grandpa's cousin that that helped o- open and, and run the Zenders chicken. So but I don't get a discount when I show up there. So anyway, <laughs> All right. so not well, that close, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but the main reason we wanted to have you on is to talk about what you've done with a group of books and Bible studies in many of our churches in the Michigan district are using these and it's the yeah. red letter challenge series. So it's a group of three different 40 day challenges and tell us how and why you started this. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, so the, the, the why is really easy. Um, but also, um, for me, it, it's something that's so cool to just see God building and God anointing this. Cause this is not something that like was in my, you know, 10, 15 years ago, my plans. So the why came from, I, I was planting a church in Mount Dora, Florida, just outside of Orlando. And, and so I was meeting with my core group and it was a really great group of people, a lot of longtime Christians, longtime Lutherans. And so they really knew what it meant to like be supportive of a church, be committed and loyal, generous. Um, and so there was lots of good, like godly things you look for in a core group. But the moment I started talking about like getting out and serving in the community and inviting your friends to come to church, it almost felt like they'd pat themselves on the back because, well, all my friends already go to church and we serve at church. And so I was just trying to figure out, because I can get this way naturally too, like how do I get the entire church mobilized um, outside of the church in the community? And, and so I had no better answer than just, well, I don't know. Let me just go see what Jesus said and challenge people to just do what he said. <laughs> so the, the genesis of Red Letter Challenge, the book didn't come out till 2018 in January, but I actually came up with the idea in 2011 with my core group and, and ended up writing 40 random blogs uh, after t- looking at 40 different commands of Jesus. And over seven years, there's a long story to it that I won't get into, but over seven years, I just really felt like uh, this simplicity of going back to Jesus and challenging people with his specific literal words was an idea that I felt like God, for whatever reason, um, put into my lap. And, and my call was to be faithful with that and to steward um, his idea, I, I suppose, in a new way in our generation. And and so over seven years, yeah, Red Letter Challenge came and we ended up uh, writing a 40-day challenge and then creating other resources to go along with it so that a church could have a turnkey experience. And and that was it for me. I was like, cool, God, I did it. I stewarded that idea. I felt pretty proud of myself. <laughs> like, it's not easy to put that much work into something when you're lead, leading a church at the same time. And I was like, I'm going to go back to pastoring full time now. And and uh, anyway, yeah, churches had great experience. And, and we were just really, my wife and I sensing God's call. And uh, maybe maybe there's something more to creating more resources. So that's the short answer. <laughs> and then from Red Letter Challenge, you went on to being challenged and then forgiving challenge. And those are another two 40-day challenges. Why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about the being and then forgiving? Yeah. So backing up to Red Letter Challenge real quick, the answer or the question that that seeks to answer is how do I follow Jesus? And the mm-hmm. premise, of course, is, well, let's go look at what he said and do it. <laughs> but it's organized around five discipleship targets, um, being, forgiving, serving, giving, and going. 
Uh, and so the more churches were having great experiences with the Red Letter Challenge, the more my wife Allison and I started thinking about, truthfully, each one of these targets could be a 40-day challenge on their own. And, and so we, we started, uh, Allison writes all of our kids' material um, for Red Letter Challenge. So we don't just have an adult book, but we have a, ch a children's book to go with it. And so we started with, and, and after a couple of years of Red Letter Challenge, like I genuinely believe that out of those five targets, be, forgive, serve, give, and go, I believe that being is the most important um, because all of our doing flows out of that. And so really just spent a lot of time looking at how did Jesus connect and grow in relationship with God when he existed? What's cool is we don't have to guess. So we can actually look at how Jesus lived. And, and so I was trying to find similar to Red Letter Challenge where we identified five targets, like what are the five um, keystone habits that Jesus practiced um, that helped him be in a relationship with God. And so being challenged is centered around those ideas that, that Jesus, uh, of all things, committed to community. He studied scripture. He prioritized prayer. He sought solitude and he chose church. And so it's going to really help people instill keystone habits. And so that one came out in October of 2020, uh, which I think is a perfect time. We actually wrote it before the pandemic. Um, but when pandemic and disruption like that comes, like new habits form. And so I think it's a really great thing to instill new habits, but the best habits of all are Jesus's. And so that's what being challenged is about. And then <laughs> forgiving challenge is our next one that just came out about five months ago. And it's all about how do I receive God's grace? Uh, there's a lot of resources and, and, and materials that are really good about how to help forgive others. But every room I've ever polled, it's about 80 to 90% of people in the room struggle more to, quote, forgive myself or receive God's forgiveness for themselves than they do in forgiving others. And so I wanted to create a resource looking at, at, at the, the, the forgiveness of Jesus. And again, how did Jesus forgive? And so this one specifically looks at Jesus forgiving the Apostle Peter. Uh, we can really see a lot of Peter's story played out in the Gospels. And so we actually can look in detail and see the different elements of how how Jesus forgave Peter. And, and so um, anyway, that's a 40-day series to kind of dive deep into if we can actually receive God's forgiveness, uh, I really believe that we will then be forgiving of others. It's amazing how often the red letters of Jesus that are connected, that, that talk about forgiving others are always connected to uh, for me being forgiven and me receiving that forgiveness first. And so um, those are our three. And then if, if you haven't um, figured out, yeah, our, our long-term goal, probably our five <laughs> to seven year goal is to build out the library uh, for Red Letter uh, Challenge, kind of around each of those five targets. So we got a little bit more writing to do. I, I don't like saying it out loud because it's always <laughs> overwhelming to think about, but um, this is where God has us. And yeah, it's cool to see God impacting churches using these resources. You know, what you just said a little bit ago kind of blew me away in the sense that you're finding that 80 or 90% of the people that you've talked to as, as I'm right now currently going through that forgiving challenge, um, and I struggle with this too, is forgiving myself or receiving God's grace. You know, that's, but yeah, 80 to 90% have a harder time with that than maybe forgiving others. Yeah. Um, and, that's, so, and that's not just in rooms filled with like people that attend our churches. That's, that's rooms that I've pulled filled with pastors and church leaders. And so if we are struggling with that, you know, our people probably are too. So, yeah. Um, what do you think and how does that affect and what have you heard about how that affects our relationship with God then? On the forgiving piece? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think for me, it's, you know, it, it can be a couple of things, you know, number one, I think if, if, if we can't truly receive that forgiveness, I do think there's a perception um, that a, a lot of our people have of a God who is angry, or a God who, especially for those of us who should do better, we should know better. Like, mm -hmm. I think there's this feeling that that we have that maybe God, yeah, he gives me grace, but he's not happy with me. Um, he, he, he's not He's still angry with me. And so this is where I think in the Lutheran church, like we talk about five, um, five kind of freedom phases in forgiving challenge. And so it starts with sin. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's confession. And then there's absolution. And I think Lutherans crush our understanding of sin. <laughs> and obviously our practice of confession and absolution Those are beautiful. But this is where I feel like the, the opportunity is, especially in the Lutheran world, is uh, the acronym is SCARS. So sin, confession, absolution, and then there's restoration and sanctification. And, and so I really believe that where we have a lot of room to grow is that restoration piece. So, so absolution is God's word. It's God's declaration that the payment of sin, it's paid for to tell us die at the cross. It's done. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, that is absolutely 100% certain. But at the same time that we are absolved, God is restoring us too. It's not that I'm absolved and now I need to work my way out of it and kind of prove to God. And then I'll kind of receive that restoration. What we see in the story of Peter is that his forgiveness included for Peter a call to jump back into the very call to be the pastor of the first church that Jesus had given to him in Matthew chapter 16. And, and really, I think restoration hits at identity uh, um, so much. And I think that's really where we're struggling is I think we understand that God's given us grace. We understand that God's given us forgiveness and cool that, that assures us that our eternity in heaven is secure. That's an important thing. But I think most people today are struggling way more with identity. And what does this mean for me now? And, and I just love telling the story of Jesus forgiving Peter and, and recognizing that Jesus isn't angry with Peter, but, but rather he's wanting to move him forward, right? If he was angry, he would point back to the sin. But rather than that, every time in that fireside exchange in John 21, that, that Jesus, you know, asks, do you love me? And Peter says, you know, I love you. Jesus doesn't point back and say, well, then why'd you do this? Instead, he says, okay, then feed my sheep, tend my lambs, feed my sheep. And so I just love this idea of a God who points us forward. And I think that's paradigm changing for a lot of people. And as you go through that, um, you listed the the six, the S-C-A-R-S, -S, and if yeah. you didn't get it already, it's, it's an acronym for SCARS, and that was really well done. I thought that was, it was really good how you were able to come up with that and and fit that in and, and pull it all together. Yeah, and there's a double meaning there too, because, you know, it starts, Forgiving Challenge starts with the uh, resurrected body of Jesus bursting through the wall in John 20 to reveal himself to the disciples and to Thomas and Thomas has doubt and, and unbelief. And it wasn't until he saw the nail scarred hands of Jesus. And, and that's exactly it is like, it's scars on the surface seem like a defect. It seems like in the resurrected glorified body that we wouldn't have those. And yet mm -hmm. there Jesus's hands do. And, and I think it's a reminder to us to tell us that scars do tell stories and the scars of Jesus have the most to say. Um, but also I think like a lot of us and, you know, I've, I've, we create small group material for all of our stuff. And in each week, we try to have like an ice breaking question. 
in our very first icebreaking question week one in Forgiving Challenge is tell tell the group about a scar you have and why it's meaningful to you. And I'll tell you, I think that's the best icebreaking question we've ever asked that I've ever been into a small group. Like people were diving deep quick. They love talking about their scars because it tells stories. And, and so that's my hope is that a lot of us have, I think, scars on the inside or wounds on the inside from potentially something that someone else has done to us. But probably for most of us, like stuff we've done that we're not proud of. And man, if we can turn that around and flip it to our advantage and take the things that the worst parts of our stories that were meant to destroy us, that instead were redeemed by God's grace, uh, I just feel like that's going to tell really powerful stories. And of course, we talk about how Peter does that in the, in the book, but uh, that's, I think, the real opportunity is to, yeah, use those use those broken parts, use the worst parts of your story and realize that the enemy tried to take you down and yet God flipped it. And now the weapon that was once in the hand of the enemy is now in our hand. And by the way, that's what God does all the time. I'm reading through scripture right now this year, and I can't believe how many times like in battle, um, you know, you see it, David and Goliath, that he cut the head of, of Goliath off with Goliath's own sword. There's this obscure verse about a guy named Benaiah um, that, that he's known. Mark Batterson wrote a book about him called, I think it's in, in a, hit on a snowy day with a lion <laughs> and he destroys this lion. But then the next verse talks about how he went to battle with this eight foot giant and ended up having the giant sword in his hand that he ended up killing the giant with. And so we just see this throughout. And we see that of course, with Jesus and the cross, right? The enemy that the weapon tried to use to destroy Jesus is now a weapon in our hands and it's our freedom. And so if, if we can help one person uh, turn the worst part of their story through God's grace and forgiveness into something that now they can use to free others. Um, that's when it gets really fun to see, see God's people freed like that. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, one of the things I've liked, and I know that our small group has talked about and what they like about this is how it's relatable and it's filled with different stories, whether you talk about the Seinfeld Good Samaritan episode or um, all the food that Michael Phelps has to eat one day and that it kind of circles back and always comes back to Jesus and the challenges that are posed to strengthen our relationship with Jesus. Uh, this isn't something that you just kind of ripped off spur of the moment, but you did a ton of research in this. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I've had to grow because I think what I said in the very beginning, like I never planned this. And <laughs> truthfully, Jeff, like I was never, I never excelled as a writer in, in college or seminary. And I always got okay grades, but it was never like, yeah, you're going to be an author. And I think it's laughable that people are, are reading what I'm writing. And so to God be the glory for that. And so I say that to say genuinely, like I've had to grow. I've always felt really comfortable as a pastor. And, and I know our identity is not totally wrapped up in our career, um, but I've always felt comfortable with that calling. Uh, with the calling of author, it's not really something I've felt com comfortable or confident in. But uh, over the years, uh, it's something I'm growing in. And I think with each 40 day challenge, like it is kind of fun um, to, I think it's like anything like the weight room, you put the reps in, you get stronger. And I think writing, you put the reps in, you get, you get better. And, and I really see that in me. And, but also realize like I, God's given me a way to write that is different than someone else. And so a couple of our core values in writing because of who I am is I want to make it really simple to understand, um, but challenging in practice. And so when someone picks up a resource of ours, like it's not hard to understand. 
um, it's simple to understand. And that's intentional because I'm not that deep of a guy or intelligent of a guy, but I want to make it challenging. And, and so that's the key. And so, yeah, we try to keep things fun and light and, uh, but always centered back to Jesus. Uh, we we want to make sure that the longtime Christian is challenged, um, but also someone who doesn't even know who Jesus is can pick our resource up and at least have an understanding um, and, and God can, can work in that way. And so I've kind of grown in my writing and realized that's my niche. I'm really good at writing um, quick devotions that have a personal or an illustration um, that bring it back to Jesus and are challenging. It's cool. I'm going to own that and I'm going to keep, keep pursuing that and see what happens. <laughs> ah, well, that's awesome. And it's a great talent for sure. Just, just being able to connect with people in Which, that by way. The way as, as we talk about writing, like my wife, she is far more natural of a writer than I am. <laughs> and so what's cool is, is it's fun to do this together with her. Cause like she actually enjoys the writing process. I enjoy having written. <laughs> so we're, we're a good team in that, in that sense. And that, uh, we can help spur one another on. And yeah, I like the finished product. She likes kind of the grind of it all. So well, yeah, as a guy who's done a, what is it? A 53 hour sermon. <laughs> is that, is that correct? And is that a Guinness book of world record? I could see that the, the speaking part probably comes more naturally, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it was 53 hours and 18 minutes. Don't shortchange me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but that was a fun, yeah, we had a fun time. We raised over a hundred grand uh, for a, a recovery ministry. Um, to open a, a home in Mount Dora, Florida, uh, for those going through uh, addiction of any kind. And so it was an awesome weekend. We broke a Guinness World Record, longest sermon, longest speech of all time. It's since been broken by someone in India, but still have that memory and, and uh, the good fruit that came from it. So that's awesome. So did you, you got the plaque and everything that says, oh, I got it. I got it right here hanging on the hanging on the wall here. So that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this isn't the end of the Red Letter Challenge or, or these challenges, right? Part of what we're doing, again, five to seven year plan with our writing, at least, is to create at least three more 40-day challenges on those five targets. So we're gonna, um, we gave ourselves, Allison and I, permission to take about eight months off of writing after Forgiving Challenge. <clears throat> so we're in research study mode right now. Our hope is to come out with Serving Challenge in 2023. <laughs> Um, and then after that, and you know, a year or two, a couple of years later, probably giving challenge and then going challenge. So all those things are happening. Um, but we are, you know, we really seeing that God is, is positioning us in the discipleship space. And so again, just trying to be faithful and steward what God's putting before us. And so um, this, one of the things I do regularly is uh, I write pastors um, or I write blogs for pastors mm -hmm. um, specifically. And so we're, we're getting in a really good rhythm there of writing weekly blogs uh, for pastors to help encourage, inspire, challenge, motivate. Um, but then also we're getting, we're pretty pumped. Uh, this is a podcast. We're getting ready to launch our own podcast um, oh, in May of this year called the Red Letter Disciple Podcast. And so it'll be interview style. And, and uh, what's unique about ours, I, I think, is uh, I've been able through Red Letter Challenge to get into some really good conversations with a lot of thought leaders and church leaders and pastors um, in the Lutheran world, but also in the non-Lutheran world. And so I'm primarily going to be bringing some non-Lutheran leaders, people that um, your people would know, <laughs> um, to our platform and, and hopefully um, to create a, a space where we can really think about and challenge one another to be greater disciples. And, and so, yeah, we're going to be launching that. I'm recording uh, 12 episodes for our first season in April, and we're going to roll that out in May um uh, yeah weekly so 
Cool. Oh, that's Sounds awesome. Good. Go ahead. Give a plug where people can go, where churches, small groups, anybody, pastors. We'd love to link up with as many churches as possible. Uh, we've got over a lot to my count, 102 churches right now that are in a 40 day challenge across the world. And so pretty awesome, but go to redletterchallenge.com slash join. Um, so if you go to redletterchallenge.com slash join, uh, you'll see tons of information there. Jeff, there's also on there, if you scroll down a little bit of ways, we give out a free book to any pastor who's interested. And so they can choose a 40 day challenge of their choice. And we'd be happy to mail you one there as well. You'll see you know, the books are really important for the individuals to go through the 40 day challenge and, and for really maximum engagement, but we have a ton of free resources that go along with all these. We, these are meant to be turnkey 40 day experiences. And so sermon manuscripts and videos for the pastors, small group guides and videos, weekly kids curriculum, graphics every single day for social, you name it. Uh, we, we got it. And uh, yeah, it'd be a joy to work with as many churches in the Michigan district as possible. That's awesome. I, I know there's a lot of us here who are going yeah. through it, who are doing it. So it's been a blessing to go through it for me and my small group. It's, it's been great. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. Which church, which church are you at again? Well, we're at, uh, I live in Cleveland in Westlake. There so you, go. you probably okay. say go Browns, right? Yep. Go Browns. I'm a Cleveland fan. <laughs> well, Zach, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you and learning more and more about uh, the Red Letter Challenge. Awesome, Jeff. And thanks for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, go Browns. <laughs> All right. And thank you, the listener, for making this podcast part of your day. God bless. Mm-hmm.